What is going on, crafters? Welcome back to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. If this is the first time you've tuned in to Dig Straight Down, I want to welcome you here. This is a podcast and it's all about Minecraft updates, whether those are updates that are actually coming to the game or they're just updates that we're making up on our own just for fun. Either way, if either of those things are interesting to you at all, you are in the right place. And guys, you know what we're about to kick this episode off with. We're going to get into the Q&A segment, the segment in which we explore a question that I had asked you guys previously and dive into the answers you guys provided for me. This is something that I do over on Spotify. So uh, if you are interested in partaking in this, just go to this episode on Spotify and uh, you should see a Q&A post there. But let's get right into it. So a few episodes ago, I asked you guys, since lightning can transform certain mobs, what should it do to sheep? <laughs> um, so lightning, as some of you may know, transforms pigs into zombified piglins. It also transforms villagers into witches. Uh, maybe that is new information for you. Now, now you can have fun transforming all of these mobs that you want. But it has this sort of transformative uh, feature to it. So I wanted to know what you guys think it should do to the humble sheep, a mob that doesn't really have a whole lot going for it except for its wool. Um, Usually not a very interesting mob, doesn't do anything super cool, uh, but it does provide a very useful resource. And uh, what do you think it should do when it gets struck by lightning? And guys, you just loaded on me with a ton of ideas. Clamdev says, make them turn black like they got burnt. (laughs) I think that would be a very expensive way to dye your wool black. LG said, it should make them be able to be a tiny tiny rainbow sheep pet. (laughs) Okay, that's interesting. Pizza says, the sheep will change color when struck by lightning, so protect your wool farm. That's true, you should probably put the uh, lightning rods, those copper lightning rods around anything you don't want to be struck by lightning. James says it becomes a storm cloud, a new hostile mob. It floats around and tries to strike you with lightning. Summon chance to summon a breeze every minute it's alive. Now, I actually really like this idea. Um, like you're like, it's almost a, um, the, the parent of the, the breeze mob, the new breeze mob that's coming in 1.21. It makes a lot of sense, and it's also a hostile mob that's throwing lightning at you. That sounds amazing. And guys, I would love for that to be what happens when a when a sheep gets struck by lightning. It wouldn't have. To, it shouldn't be too powerful, um, but uh, at least as powerful, or at most as powerful as a witch. Nora says, if your sheep gets struck with lightning, it will become feral, and if you try to shear it, it will attack you and hunt you until it dies on its own from the lasting effects of the lightning. That sounds really tragic. <laughs> In fact, infected mushroom says, when the sheep gets struck by lightning. The wool can turn into a coal block, and the sheep only drops a coal block. That is actually a fascinating idea. It would be one of those features that you you never use. (laughs) You never use it in Minecraft, but when you come across it, it's actually really fun. If you see a um, a uh, a sheep that is black, and so you go and you shear it, but it drops a coal block instead of black wool, then you realize, oh, this sheep got turned into you know. This sheep got struck by lightning, and then it will grow back wool again. I would assume it doesn't keep growing coal blocks, 
Um, but that would be really, really funny. Yesh Mango says, I think a sheep would be turned into a giant mutant sheep and be super massive. And when killed, drops triple the amount of its regular mobs. Yesh Mango was stomped on by a mutant sheep. Uh, that would be cool as well. Basically just turning the sheep into a larger monstrous version of itself. And it increases the drops that you get from it. Uh, to make it w worthwhile fighting, I guess. And I would imagine this is a hostile mob as well. Ghost says the sheep would turn hostile and try to shock you like a like an electric type Pokemon. That would be kind of cool. Devil Girl says it would turn the sheep into a storm sheep that can direct lightning at the nearest hostile mobs and floats a block or two off the ground. So this is an interesting twist on the other idea um, where this turns into it's still a sheep, but it floats above the ground and can shoot lightning bolts at hostile mobs. Maybe another way to uh, to guard your villages from from the undead or from pillagers, that might be interesting. Fresh Prince says, make it so that their wool is coal blocks, and when you kill it, it would drop cooked mutton. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mark says static sheep. They're super fast and drops static wool that you can craft into pajamas and have swiftness one when on and drops static meat that gives you swiftness three and makes you do twice amount of damage to sheep. Axolotls are cute says it would make sheep turn into sheep with supercharged wool. If you punch it or touch it, you will get shocked and take damage. Michael says static sheep, and if you come close to it, it will shock you. Energy Turtle says burnt sheep. They would drop burnt meat when killed. Burnt meat would give you fire resistance. Now that's a cool idea. This person likes chickens forever says since other mobs with lightning become evil in a way I think that the sheep should turn into something like a hostile sheep that it that maybe could shoot lightning <laughs> uh, more people wanting sheep to shoot lightning. Nitro Daisy said, you inspired me to make my own podcast so thanks for sharing it. Well that that makes me happy to hear Nitro. Sarah says the flying sheep can fly and drop cloud wool. Interesting. Kirby says it shouldn't really change them, make their wool poof out, and and drop extra wool or wool charged with electricity that could be used to electrify weapons like in Legend of Zelda. Electrified weapons. I wonder how that would work in Minecraft. Well, thank you so much, guys, for these answers. And if you want your answers to be read out on an upcoming episode, go to this episode on Spotify, interact with the Q&A post there, and I'll do my best to read out as many of those as I can in a future episode. Before we get into the main discussion, guys, I want to remind you that on January 8th, I'm still planning on opening up the Discord for this podcast. So if you are interested in chatting with me and other members of the community who listens to this podcast, uh, stay tuned and I will tell you when that Discord has opened. My plan is to open it on January 8th and to put the invitation out there for anybody to come in if they are interested. Uh, we're getting it all uh, set up for you to have a lot of fun. And um, uh, the I feel like the one block challenge actually is going to be super fun with the Discord. 
already have a couple of channels set up so that people can go in there and talk about the one block challenge of the week and maybe even collaborate on some ideas. And that could be a fun thing on its own. So I'm very excited to see you guys in that Discord on January 8th. So mark your calendars. So guys, I hope that you have gotten your one block challenge ideas sent to me already because today is the last day uh, that the entries will be open. So send me your idea for a block that has to do something with the illagers. Send that idea to me. Uh, If you need a refresher on the details of the challenge, go to the description of this episode and you can read all about it there. Um, But I hope you guys are getting those ideas to me because tomorrow you will not be able to send any more ideas to me. I will announce the theme of next week's challenge in tomorrow's episode, so you can stay tuned for that if you have already sent me your idea or if you have missed it. Don't worry about it. There's always going to be a challenge running, so just jump into whatever the current one is and come up with a cool idea. All right, guys. Well, that'll do us for the announcements. Let's get into the main part of this episode, and the main part is going to be about the rails and carts update. Now, you may be saying, hang on, Rebel. (laughs) What in the world are you talking about? The rails and carts update? That's not a thing, and I know it's not a thing, but if you've been sticking around with me for a few weeks, you should know by now that Wednesdays, I have taken the opportunity to make Wednesdays um, a time where I go into an idea for an update and come up with features or how uh, a certain part of Minecraft should be um, updated as a whole and creating an update for it. And that's what I've been doing recently with rails and cart systems. Um, I think are in uh, grave need of an update and for many, many reasons. Um, So we are continuing that discussion in today's episode. A little bit of a review here. Last time I talked about the rails and carts update, uh, one of the things I talked about was the problem that a lot of people have with the rails and carts is that the components seem too expensive. Rails and carts and all the rail variants and all the cart variants are actually quite pricey to craft. And um, we went over some ways to make that better. Uh, one of the ways that we came up with was just to find things laying around in mine shafts. Mine shafts are one of the best ways to get your hands on a lot of rails quickly because they are just, you know, rail lines are already laid down for you in the mine shafts. All you have to do is mine them up and collect them. And also the loot chest will often have quite a few powered rails, activator rails, and all things like that. Uh, so mine shafts is probably a way, if you want to get some whale rails quickly, uh, find a mine shaft and just tear it apart for all the rails that you can. Um, another way that I thought would have been a good way to get uh, rails and carts and all of the all of the different varieties of those things would be a new villager, like a rail worker villager um, through trades. I mean, that would be a very, very simple thing. Or maybe uh, rail and cart trades should be for the toolsmith or a um, smithing villager type, maybe even the blacksmith. Um, could be giving out rails and things like that in their trades. I feel like that would be a great way to cut down on the expenses without just making it too easy. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, but I had a new idea for decreasing the cost of uh, rails and cart components um, would be a simple change of making the gold ingredients for powered rails and activator rails, the gold that you would use in those in those rails, uh, making it copper instead. I genuinely think that most people have way more copper than they have gold unless they have some sort of crazy gold farm. Um, and so copper being more readily available uh, would be perfect for those powered rails instead of gold. And honestly, it just makes more sense lore-wise. Because lore-wise, gold seems to be more tuned for um, magic uses. So, uh, you know, gold tools and armor and weapons get uh, have a higher chance of getting uh, better enchantments in the enchanting table. Uh, you use gold in uh, increasing the stats of some of your food items, uh, specifically apples and carrots. Um, it's heavily tied to the nether, and the enchanted apple is, in fact, a golden apple. So gold kind of has a way of being more magical on the magical side of Minecraft, whereas copper seems to be more scientific. It seems to be more technologically um, leaning. Uh, so we have things like the copper bulb that's coming out. We have things like the lightning rod and the spyglass. These are more mechanical kinds of features in the game, and they're made out of copper. So it would make more sense for powered rails to actually be on the scientific technological side of Minecraft than the magical side of Minecraft, especially because it interacts with redstone. So my suggestion to Mojang would be uh, instead of using gold to put together uh, powered rails, let's just use copper instead. And uh, it would really, really help with the cost of crafting those things. But now we're going to explore another problem that the community has with uh, mines, minecarts and rails in particular. Um, and that it is those systems are very tedious to build. Um, if you're going to build a rail line from one point to another, you kind of have to, tr you, it takes a long time. You have to make sure there's no obstacles in the way. You have to make sure that you're working with a mostly flat area uh, if you want to lay down your rails efficiently and quickly. And usually what that means is uh, building across gaps, tunneling through mountains, and just you know, using a lot of time and energy uh, just to lay out the area that you want to lay down your railroad. Um, so it is very, very tedious to build, especially if you're also doing powered rails, which of course you are, um, and any sort of uh, loading and unloading mechanisms in your railroad. Um, these things take a lot of time and can be very tedious um, and in the end, the reward might not be worth it because railroads and uh, minecarts and rails are not very uh, fast and efficient ways of travel, which, of course, we'll probably talk about in a future episode. Uh, but for now, we're talking about the tedium that it is to build these things and maybe how and maybe a new perspective on some of it and um, how this problem can or could be addressed in a hypothetical update. 
So first with tunnel mining, my notes on tunnel mining is um, at first I was going to have this whole thing about, you know, auto mining out tunnels and, you know, having the whole process be automated. But I thought, you know what, we can already do this with TNT. Um, and I feel like this would be another reason to have renewable sand. We have renewable gunpowder. Um, renewable sand would be the final piece of the puzzle to be the killer for TNT duplication, which is a bug, obviously, and they don't want us to really rely on that for our gameplay. So I'm just saying, look, we just need some renewable t- uh, renewable sand so that we can have a, um, a constant supply of TNT once we have good systems set up in the game. But yes, tunnel mining can already be done pretty well with TNT. I know that this probably sounds, oh, well, that's still very expensive because you're using TNT um, and you don't want to rely on TNT duping, so you're using a ton of TNT. Um, I feel like for minecarts and rails, it's probably not that bad anyway because tracks usually don't have to go through tunnels very often, so I don't feel like this is much of an issue. Um, If you have to make a tunnel, usually the tunnel isn't very long um, or you have another option of getting around the obstacle. So tunnel mining can already be done with TNT. In the original intended use of minecarts also, they were supposed to be used alongside mining tasks. Um, So you would have already had a tunnel mined out. So in my humble opinion, I don't think that tunnel mining when it comes to building a railroad is that much of an issue. Um, Nobody wants to do the extra work, but I don't feel like this amount of work really calls for a um, uh, earth shattering um, (laughs) uh, new kind of feature to 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 fix a problem. That's really not much of a problem. But then we come to the problem of actually laying down the tracks. And this is where I believe the real tedium comes in because you're not just laying down the tracks, you're also laying down the foundation of the track because, you know, you're probably going to go over ravines, you're going to go over little dips in the ground, you're probably going to go around uh, ponds and stuff. So like, yeah, you're going to, there's a bit more to it than just plopping down tracks on the ground. You're also going to want to protect the tracks from having mobs on it. Um, If you're transporting villagers, you want them to be protected from zombies and things like that. Um, If you're If you're taking, you know, uh, any sort of mob, you want to protect them from the hazards that are usually around the track. And so um, what I suggest is that we change the way that railroads and tracks are laid in Minecraft. So here's my idea. Imagine that you begin placing a railroad in your world. You want to build a railroad from point A to point B. Maybe you want to move villagers from your village uh, your, your, your village where you're breeding them up to the villager trading hall at your base. Um, maybe you're wanting to move ravagers from your, um, from your, uh, raid farm to your mini game, whatever you're trying to do, you're building a railroad from one point to another. Now imagine that tracks in this update can be placed similarly to scaffolding. So you know how you place scaffolding, you place down one block and then you right click on that block and more scaffolding gets placed uh, depending on the direction that you're looking and in the place that you're, uh, you're clicking the original scaffold block. Imagine that you can do this with tracks as well. Then all you would have to do is keep right clicking on the first track and more tracks get placed in a straight line. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, 
Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Now, in this update, I'm thinking that the tracks will try to remain on the same Y level as the original track that was placed. So supports will actually generate beneath tracks as the ground slopes downhill. Um, maybe you're going downhill or maybe it's going over a little pond or a little dip in the ground. You don't want your, tra your track to do that. So these supports will generate beneath those tracks as part of the track that will help keep it at that same Y level. Now to keep this from getting too crazy and too out of hand, I would say that these supports could only reach down maybe about three blocks. So eventually you may have a downward sloping railroad or you might need to build a bridge um, because you can't have a support that's going down 20 blocks. That would be unreasonable. So um, you might still have to do a bit of maintenance, um, but this would definitely cut, cut down on the bulk of it. So that is how I would change the way that tracks were built in Minecraft. It would take out much of the tedium of doing it. All you would really have to do is stand in a in one position and just hold down right click until all of your rails are depleted. And then just make sure, you know, you have to hit those turns and you have, may have to go to the other end of the track to make a turn or to do something else. But you don't really have to worry too much about um, obstacles or anything uh, because you can just stand there in one place and place rails from point one to the end of your render distance, and it will work. But now let's get into somebody else's idea. I have an email here about making uh, rails easier to build, and this email comes from Miles. Dear Rebel JC, I have written to share my idea for a possible minecart and rail update. First of all, the rail crafting recipe needs to be changed from ingots to nuggets, and a new block or entity should be added the deployer. This would act like an automatic rail placer. It would have three slot GUI, one for rails, one for powered rails, and one for coal to fuel it. It would be crafted from a furnace minecart and a dispenser. What do you think? Should the deployer be added to the game? So I like this idea a lot. The idea of there being a particular kind of cart um, and I'm thinking of the deployer as like a deployer cart. So this is, would be the cart that you put at the front of your cart train. Um, and it places rails um, at the end of the rail line where there are no rails. So it just keeps placing, keeps placing in a straight line until maybe it hits an obstacle. And then you have to go and kind of babysit it a little bit. Um, so it doesn't just do it completely automatically. You have to actually be there to manage the system, which I don't think is a bad idea at all. And if you were to um, even program it a little bit, so say you go into this three-slot GUI, you have your normal rails and you have your powered rails or your activator rails or whatever you want to do, um, maybe you can sort of toggle um, certain, uh, you know, little controls in the GUI so that it knows, hey, place three regular rails and then one powered rail and then three regular rails and then one powered rail. I don't, I don't know how many rails you would want actually between your powered rails, but a, a way to sort of program into this uh, new feature um, 
a pattern to lay down the rails and in what order would be really, really cool. So I like this idea a lot. And I really do like the idea of changing the rail crafting recipe from ingots to nuggets. I feel like that would be really useful for making it less expensive to craft these things. Uh, but again, we do have the mine shafts. I think people are sleeping on the mine shafts as a um, source for these uh, normal rails. Um, you can get quite a lot if you find a large mine shaft and just raid the whole thing. You can get quite a lot of mine uh, of, of rails, but maybe you just don't want to do that. Maybe you're just fine crafting them. And in that case, a good um, source of iron would be helpful. And uh, making it cheaper like this, I think, would be a good idea as well. So thank you so much, Miles, for that idea. And that'll bring us to the end of this episode, guys. Send me your questions, your comments, and your ideas to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. The music featured on this podcast was created by Miles Roxalot, and I have been your host, Rebel JC. Until next episode, everybody, keep digging straight down. I'll see you at Bedrock.